Okay, welcome to episode 145 of Shailen on Batman. I'm Justin Shailen. We got Kyle Davis. Post-Thanksgiving stuffing, turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, pumpkin pie day. There was much pumpkin pie to be had. All the pumpkin pie. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, I had two, actually. Oh, yeah? So... Uh, had one on Thursday and then went over to a friend's house on Friday. What about yours, Kyle? Turkey <laughs> I, dinner, for, turkey frozen dinner for you? Basically, I unfortunately am one of the people that works on weekends, including holidays. So then. my work week starts on Thursdays, which means I was currently working while everyone was at home eating nice, delicious turkey dinners. I hope that they pay you extra for working on the holiday. Well, I get paid extra, so it's it's all good. Well, that's good. <laughs> Did you get any Black Friday deals? Uh, no, I I haven't done any shopping. I, I might I might later on Monday, but for now, no. Well, Voodoo has a bunch of movies on sale for right now for like four ninety nine, like Mrs. Doubtfire four K four ninety nine, American Sniper six ninety nine four K. Um, there are a few other ones too that I'm just blanking on right now. I was hoping Mad Max would be in one of those. Is like. I want that in 4K so bad. <laughs> oh, that'd be an awesome movie to have in 4K. So that's what I've just been doing recently is just been buying my movies on on Voodoo. But I think I need to stop that because you never know if like Voodoo ever like will collapse. You're fucked. Isn't that owned by Walmart? Yeah, but still. You're probably okay. So like I like I think don't you use Voodoo? So I do have a Voodoo account, and I have a couple movies on there, but that's just because those are like uh, codes I've redeemed from physical releases. I haven't actually gone on there and bought a purely digital movie. I'd say about 80% of my, my movies are physical copies, and then, you know, 20% are the... So... Mm-hmm. But... As we hope that everyone had a great Thanksgiving, let's jump right into it. So on Tuesday, um, Variety posted an article from Brett Lang about uh, the plans for DC films going forward, um, Superman, Green Lantern, and the R-rated films. So uh, I'm going to read you a few quotes here, and then we'll talk about that. Um, The studio is farther along when it comes to Bruce Wayne's alter ego having recast a role, most recently played by Ben Affleck with the younger and edgier Robert Pattinson. The former Twilight heartthrob has been has moved beyond his tween idol days, appearing in Indies for the Sar- Safdie brothers, David Cronenberg and Robert Eggers, who will don the cape and the cowl in the Batman, which will be directed by Matt Reeves and will feature villains such as Riddler, Penguin and Catwoman. There have been chatter that the entire film would unfold in Arkham Asylum, the high-security prison known to comic book fans for housing super criminals. 
But that is not the case, according to the insiders. Only a handful of scenes will be set in Arkham. If the movie works, Warner Brothers and DC believe that any of these villains could headline their own spinoff movies. Key, key cast members of both the Batman and Birds of Prey have contract options to appear in sequel and standalone films. Um, and then it talks about Superman. Uh, there have been discussions with J.J. Abrams, whose company Bad Robot recently signed a massive first-look deal with the studio. There was a meeting with Michael B. Jordan earlier this year with the Kree star pitching Warners on a vision for the character. However, Jordan isn't ready to commit to taking on the project since filming doesn't seem likely to happen for several years and has a full dance of cards and card of projects. Insiders think the new Superman film is unlikely to hit screens before 2023, given there's no script and no director attached. Interesting. And it also kind of goes on like the plans for Green Lantern Corps. Uh, Jeff Johns said to um, to finish his script at the end of the year, and that they and there's a plan going forward for DC films with the HBO Max. So, in hopes to make DC Ventures have slightly lower budgets, require them only them to rely on up and coming actors and not established stars, with the goal of keeping production costs under sixty five million. So. Um, hmm. thoughts and all that. That all sounds promising to me. I'm I'm glad that Jeff Johns is still attached to the project for Green Lantern. That's always a very promising thing for me. Well, I saw a bunch of people online yesterday say that you know n- this article was nothing, like a nothing burger. It, I mean, it kind of is because, in, in essence, all it's really saying is, yeah, there there's work being done. Behind the scenes, but it's like, but it's it, like well, no, no. <laughs> that's every movie studio, though. Yeah, exactly. Every movie studio has they're working on getting their movies, but it gives it talks about how J.J. Abrams, who had heard, I had heard that Andy Machete from Flash wanted to do uh, Superman before before he was getting given Flash, but they said that J.J. that you know that's J.J.'s project. If you want to, you know. You know, you got to talk to him about all that. Hmm. Um, so, but JJ getting having discussions is very promising. Like, if even if he just produces it, like he he kind of shepherds that film and shepherds um, Green Lantern Corps and kind of like you know, like I I I would be okay with that as much as I'd love for him to direct either of those films. Yeah, but him to kind of like have his seal of approval. He, him going and, you know, making sure that the script and, you know, it's visually stunning. I would love for him, his next movie to be Superman, 100%. Oh, yeah. I think that there's some interest on both levels because at one point he actually writ, wrote a Superman movie, even though I'm not a fan of the script. The Superman Flyboy was not. I hope that, I think that what he was doing was trying to um, bring a different take on the character. But I just want a classic Superman movie. Like with a classic tale where you feel like the people involved really know the character and they just and they do kind of like Captain America. You know what I'm saying? Where they just they know what the character is and they're not shying away. They're not trying to make it super edgy. They're not trying to make it, you know, a swan song to earlier films. It's just a classic tale. And they and I would love for them to take on a different villain. I'm tired of seeing Zod. I'm tired of seeing 
Luthor. I want to see like Brainiac or wait, wait, are you trying to say that Superman has more than two villains? Yes, I am actually <laughs> saying that. I would love to see uh a bunch of different you know, a bunch. I mean, even Mr. Miss even Mr. Mitzelplick, I would be okay with that too. Yeah, that'd actually be really interesting for a movie. I doubt they would do it, at least as a, a first movie, but that'd be super interesting if they ever did. Oh, well. Like, I'm just I'm just so... Maybe we can get Metallo. I would love... Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, get Metallo, you know? Like, have Lex in the mech suit. Like, give me something that I haven't seen before. So far in my Superman movies, I've seen him fight Luthor, Zod, and a giant rock. That's it. We don't talk about Atomic Man or whatever the hell his name was. Yeah, from Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. That movie doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he fights Richard Pryor in that third film. <laughs> he also fights depression. <laughs> and alcoholism. <laughs> um, but like I'm saying, like we have seen... What are we at now? Six like solo Superman films, and there's been no, there's been no real diversity no when variety. it comes to, yeah. There's been no variety in regards to his villains. It's always been the same. I really want to see like Brainiac or, you know, Dark Side. I just want to see something that you know. I haven't seen before. Like, go go out and do Mitzel, Mr. Mitzelplick. Go out and use Bizarro Superman. Yes. Give me something. <laughs> Give me something else. Like, I love Zod. I think Zod's such a su- super interesting character. I love Terrence Stamp's version. I love Michael Shannon's version. But, like, we've been there. We've been there so many times before. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, like, I, I get it from a writing perspective. It's a, it's a, It's – I'm not gonna say easy, but it's very effective to have like a anti version of the hero, like a an evil Kryptonian. But uh, like you said, we've had that so many times. We've had Zod in the the classic movies. We've had Zod in the modern era already. Right, let's do something new. Yeah, and I, like I'm all good with that because I know people are like, well, we see Joker all the time. I said, well, my my opinion is that is like when we had batman when we had batman we got the joker and then like the next villain we had uh penguin catwoman then we got riddler two-face and then even with batman begins we got uh uh rachel ghoul uh scarecrow yeah like victor, victor zaz there was a lot of padding in between then the next film was joker and then the film after that it you know was bane you know like we're getting, you know, and this, the upcoming Matt Reeves, we're getting Riddler again, but we've had, you know, we've had time in between those where we, and we've seen other villains kind of portrayed on the big screen in, in regards. And Superman has some of the best villains. Metallo would be amazing. Superman fighting a metallic version of a dude who, like a Robocop with kryptonite in his chest. Or Terminator with Kryptonite in his chest. Like, I mean, come on. You know? <laughs> it's like I heard them Terminator films are very popular with the kids these days. You know who I would like to see as Metallo or a villain in one of these Superman movies? Hugh Jackman. Ooh. Ooh. I do want. 
then again, I always I, have wa- a, I always have a desire for Hugh Jackman's show. Um, I was watching The Prestige the other night. I don't know if you've ever seen that film. I have. But I'm like, God, he's so good in all these movies. Like, he's such a good fucking actor. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm I'm a huge fan. I would love to see Hugh. You know, I'd love to see Hugh Jackman as Two Face. Like he'd be amazing as Two Face as well. I'd be down for that. So there's there's definitely, but you know, like I feel like when you get Superman, you have to, you just have to get down to the root of the character. Like, and I think like a lot of people, as much as I love Man of Steel, I definitely see people's, you know, issues with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. As like I said, I love it. I was literally just watching Batman v Superman last night. I was like, wow, I really like. I'm still like, I still dig this film. But you know, in regards to that, like, 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 I'm okay with Superman kind of like questioning himself and what worrying. Like it's worked before. It's worked in the comics. Mm-hmm. But uh, but. You know, like when you have a character like Batman who's always dark and brooding, and then you have Superman dark and brooding, like it kind of like <laughs> you need that you need that yin and yang. You can't have them both be dark and brooding in the same movie. You got you got to swap the roles. <laughs> and I was hoping that at like in the middle midpoint of Batman v Superman that he would finally become you know like the Superman that we've like we like he where Snyder was going with it. You know what I'm saying? Like he would, he would finally start, um, doing those, you know, that I'm for truth, justice, the American way, kind of like the super smiley Superman. Like I said, I like the idea of uh, contorting or deconstructing our heroes. I have no issues with that, but at some point you do have to come back around and it does. I mean, does that make sense, Kyle? Yeah, certainly. Does. Like, like, like I said, I love Zack Snyder. I, lo- you know, I'm really looking forward to his Army of the Dead. I hope they release the Snyder Cut. But you know, like those are just like minute nitpicks. Mm-hmm. Like if I were running it, like here's what I would have done. I would have gone just a little bit different, and I definitely would have cut that fucking scene at Capitol Hill. <laughs> oh, uh, I think the idea of that scene in general is. Not bad, but I think the execution just could have been better. Oh, like, like I have, like I love the idea of the scene, but Superman goes to Capitol Hill and says nothing. He should have been like, you know, I'm for truth, justice, the American way. I'm here to save people. Like you, you don't know, <laughs> you know, you don't know what I deal with every day. Like you know, when you go to sleep, you don't hear anything, but when I go to sleep, I hear the cries for so for thou- from thousands of people to save them. If I don't save one, if I if I'm saving people over here, like thousands of people over here dying, like you know, like I would have loved for like, but he just shows up and he doesn't do anything. He literally looks. He shows up and it's like a timid kid that thinks he's going. He's about to get grounded, or he's like being called to the principal's office. <laughs> so, but other than that, like I'm really looking forward to what they have to do with the Batman. I'm really looking forward to like what Green Lantern could possibly be. Uh, you know, you know, six months ago I heard that he was doing three, three. He was doing like a trilogy sc- version of scripts, and he was going to take that into space and everything, which was going to be awesome. And um, so we'll see how that kind of you know goes about. Jeff Johns is an amazing writer, so just give him all the scripts if you have to. 
you know, I'd love to see Jeff Johns kind of tackle a Superman script. So if he gets unfairly <laughs> pigeonholed for, you know, what Justice League was. Like his his two movies that we, he was in control of, Wonder Woman Shazam, were amazing. Yeah. And he had to come in and was forced to basically he was his directive from the studio was fix these things that are wrong <laughs> with this film. So, I mean, we know what Justice League was. We we know the story behind it. So, um, it's essentially being given a broken mirror and, be, and then like being handed a roll of duct tape. And it's like, here you go. Fix this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like no, it's, do... it's not going to work like that. Like you can't. So like, and that's why I like I always say, like, I'm always will support uh, Jeff Johns because of his contributions to Wonder Woman, his, his control of Shazam, like Shazam's so still so good. Like I showed my kids last last week, uh, uh, Shazam, because I have like forty kids eat lunch with me. So like occasionally we'll watch like a movie. We'll just you know shoot the shit, whatever we got to do to kind of like get through lunch. And if for so those like, that are confused right now, Justin is a teacher. He does not actually have forty children of his own. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and I don't run an orphanage at Wayne Manor. Or do you? Um, so like we were, and I was like, look, you're not going to be here for like the next week. I just want to show you. And like when all the little kids turn into like superheroes, they all like cheered like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, like, like such a good film. I love that movie so much. It makes me like it even more when I saw their reaction to that. So very Um, underrated movie. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I think, but, but I think that's what makes it so good. It's like, you can literally show that film. To anyone, and they're gonna like. You know what? I like this movie. It has mm-hmm. a lot going for it, and it like makes it will make that sequel even much more, uh, much more. Uh, I think people will go into that with. Uh, I can't even think what I'm gonna say, but you know what I'm trying to say. So, Black Adam, you know, doing its thing, and then Shazam too. So, um, and then the Michael B. Jordan stuff. Thoughts on him be potentially be, him. So here's my thoughts on this Michael B. Jordan thing. Like the tea leaves are there, folks. When I said this on Twitter yesterday. The studio is taking meetings with people. With other actors to be Superman. As much as I love Henry Cavill and as much as I think that he was amazing as Superman, amazing as Man of Steel, like I would love to see him continue on the role for the next 15, 20 years. Like we need to see the writing on the wall. He was supposed to be in Shazam at the end credit scene. All we got was a body with no head. There's been literally no movement on a Superman movie. And it even says, like, look, we're not going to the earliest we're going to get a Superman movie is maybe 2023. Mm. And now the studio is meeting with other actors. To potentially play, you know, even if they tell Michael B. Jordan, no, the idea behind that they are taking meetings with other actors to have them pitch for Superman is writing on the wall that this man more than likely is not going to be Superman anymore. That seems pretty apparent, yeah. Uh, they're literally taking meetings. Other actors are pitching <laughs> Superman movies. It's like, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me uh, let me interview this, this new person that's applied for the job, and I'll get back with you. It's like, wait a second. 
And he's he pitched Warner Brothers on a vision for the character. Like that, like as like I said, I'm not trying to be like he could Henry Cavill at some point could be returned to the role. I'm just saying, like, if we were to look at the evidence presented to us, Henry Cavill is more than likely no longer gonna be Superman based on the evidence that we see. Other actors are do you do you think that Michael B. Jordan's the only person pitching them for Superman? Hell no. Don't you think there are other creative people involved in pitching for Superman? How to get this thing back on the big screen? And I keep hearing that Supergirl is going to be the first one. Superman, Supergirl will be – it will be Supergirl and then they're going to recast the role. That's what I've been hearing now for two years. That Supergirl will be the number – will be the first one to go. And then Superman would be next. So – I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, I'll read you this. The studio has less clarity on what to do with Superman, a character who has now been rebooted two different times in the last 13 years, once with Brandon Routh and later with Henry Cavill without landing on a winning strategy. So, like, I mean, what is there really left to say about that? I think all they're really – I don't know if there is anything else to say because we're kind of just – we're just kind of waiting. It's like the fog has rolled over and we're just kind of waiting for it to disperse before no and one I And I've argued that you need to keep Henry Cavill. Like I'm a supporter of him because you've already lost Ben Affleck. Now you're going to lose Superman and Batman. That's not good. <laughs> That's not a good look at the studio. And for that reason, that like that reason right there, if you like, let's say that Ben Affleck returned the role, and they were thinking about recasting Superman, I'm okay with that. But recasting both your crown jewels of your you know shared universe of Batman and Superman, that's like trying to recast Iron Man and Captain America partway through the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, uh, hopefully no one notices. So, I mean, if we look at it, like, I feel like uh, fans would be okay with it because they go down Cheadle did with, um, uh, uh, Rhodes. Look what, uh, we did with Mark Ruffalo did with the Hulk after Edward Norton. Like, I think fans are just like, they're just like, ah, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, for me anyway, you can't lose both you one or the other so are we ready to do this birds of prey trailer breakdown there kyle we can talk birds of prey i know we we're supposed to do this way back when but we just got super busy and so when i messaged kyle today he's like is there a new trailer i said nope the one from october 1st he's like <laughs> oh you know I, I was looking at this and the, mov the movie comes out in like two months it doesn't even feel like that comes out February 7th. That's that's kind of surprising. I kind of I might I don't know if I'm glad or or sad that there's only the one trailer so far. I think that their marketing strategy for it's going to be kind of like what they did with Shazam. But they we there's a new marketing chief that just was hired, so like they got to get like that that's going to be an issue. 
what how do you, how are we gonna market these films? Literally, someone was just hired like three or four weeks ago. Uh, interesting. So they got to go in and. She has to look at all the marketing strategies for these films going forward. What are we doing? How are we doing this? And the film, which is a huge tentpole movie for the studio coming out like right before Valentine's Day. <laughs> like they got to really rethink this. So is, I mean, it a, supposed to get a, is it a big tentpole movie though? Is it? I mean, yeah. I, spent a hundred, they spent 80, 80, 90 million on it, on it. Then they spent another 20, 30 million on the reshoots. Oh shoot! I didn't realize the budget was that high for. It. I thought it was a, a lower budget one, like Shazam. Let me let me double check on that. Hold on. Let me let me make sure that I'm not speaking out of my ass here. Plus, uh, after after Birds of Prey, what's the next movie? Is that going to be Wonder Woman two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wonder Woman two. Okay. And then there's nothing until the Batman Suicide Squad. Yeah, budget seventy five to one hundred million. Okay. I guess it is, it is positioned more as like a, a tentpole movie. I thought it was. I like, mean, Hamada's strategy going forward is to make sure that these budgets stay reasonable. Oh, yeah, 100%. So that's why you get a Joker at 55 million. That's why you get a Shazam at 100 million. That's why you get, you know, Birds of Prey at 100 million. Wonder yeah. Woman, though. I, mean, I, gonna... th- I think Joker proves like you don't need to dump. Millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars into a project. You you can get away with less budget and talent. Yeah, have a good story. Start with a good story. And then your sequel is where you toss the money in. Sure. That's fair. So, but we'll be getting, uh, the only thing that they need to spend more money on is marketing. So, but I cannot wait for Wonder Woman 1984. Hans Zimmer doing the score. Let's go. Can't wait for that. I'm always down for some Hans Zimmer. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I know that's uh, that's your jam. You, you're the guy that gets the soundtracks and listens to it on the way to, to work and back. <laughs> uh, Hildor Ganatir did the... Uh, score for joker and that was really good too yes yes it was so the only the only thing that i'm like disappointed is zimmer's not doing the tenant score for uh nolan he's doing dune instead so i'm excited for that for which one for dune i'm okay with it but i'm i'm definitely looking forward to tenant first Yeah, Tenet. That's a movie. <laughs> Shot in IMAX. I mean, I, I saw the like IMAX teaser, and it, it looked interesting, but we'll see. I mean, Robert Pattinson's in it. I do like Mr. Robert Pattinson. A huge. <laughs> talk about budgets. That's $225 million right there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't flop. So apparently there's going to be a uh, exclusive prologue at the beginning of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. For Tenet? Yeah. That's a weird relationship, but okay. Come on. We know – like, know what – say what you will. Uh, 
about his last few movies because I know you're not a big fan of Interstellar and uh, and Dunkirk or Dark Knight Rises, but his prologues <laughs> are badass. You're not wrong. You, you, I, I can get behind a prologue. Because I find that I often the, the the thing that I don't like about the Nolan movies is like the later half. I feel like they lose momentum during the movie quite easily. <laughs> like my thing with Interstellar was like, really? That's what this is all about at the end? The power of love, Justin. <laughs> love will conquer all. It will save humanity. <laughs> and we're beat over the head for two and a half hours. <sighs> Don't remind that, me. Uh, <laughs> that nothing can save humanity. I, I'm the kind of guy that can get into artsy-fartsy kind of movies. But that one, I'm just like, okay, this is this is too much for me to handle. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know what happened to this script, but it went off the rails and never landed on solid ground. <laughs> <laughs> like his brother wrote the script and was like, do not do this to the movie. <laughs> who was right? Who was wrong? All right, let's do this. Birds of prey. Birds of prey. So, um. Yeah, let's knock this tri- – so, like we've done before, we'll do again. Like we kind of went off the rails. What are we at, like 30 minutes just not talking about bullshit? <laughs> just shy of it right now. Um. So, like we've done before, we'll do again. What we'll do is we'll do what Roger Ebert used to do is he would uh, screen a film at a film festival. And if someone wanted to stop it at any point, um, they would stop it and they would discuss it. So that is what we're going to do. So what we do is – um, we play it for the first time, you know, make notations of what we liked, what we didn't like. And then the second time around, we stop it again, you know, and we actually break things down. What we liked, didn't like, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, the third one is just a final pass on that. So what you need to do is go to the Birds of Prey or Fritz trailer on the Warner Brothers page. Hey, they finally have that stuff up. <laughs> I remember trying to find Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman and be like on every page but the Warner Brothers page. We'd have to go to Joe Blow Films. <laughs> um, so that is what we're doing. Official trailer one. And we are at uh, triple zero. And Kyle will be the one who stops and starts and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. that is what we are doing now. And so we are at triple zero. And we are go in three, two, and one. Hey, do you know what a Harlequin is? No, tell me more. I'm kind of surprised they kept the face tattoos. Because everyone hated those. I don't know if anyone really hated Harley Quinn, so I feel like everyone was focusing on Joker's tattoos. I I honestly, I thought her look in Suicide was just fine. Yeah, and I think her look. Oh, Ewan McGregor, I love his voice. Miss Queen, she belongs to me. Hyenas. Who are you guys? So it was described to me that this movie's gonna be Thelma and Louise meets Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. I, I definitely get the Qu- uh, Quentin Tarantino vibes for sure. You need this. Fucking fever dream right here. <laughs> She's dressed up like Marilyn Monroe. There's definitely a lot of trippy stuff going on. 
Like, I have no idea what this movie's supposed to be about. That's the only thing I don't like about this trailer. Yeah, it... Like, the only thing I get from this is Harley Quinn goes around a, a city and just, like, crazy shit happens. <laughs> I don't know why or how this all happens, but it is what it is. Like, it's literally just a bunch of, like... Like, this should have been, like, a regular teaser trailer. Like, not, like... Not the official trailer? Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I get it's you. good. Like, I have no issues, but I'm just like, what? Like, it's re- like, like, release a shorter version of this as a teaser? Because I'm like, what? And like, the end sequence is like, she's driving around the like, little kid. I don't, yeah. do with even, dynamite. Do we even know who that is? I don't know who that character is. <laughs> like, I think that like, that's like, someone's supposed to like, like, uh, like, she's supposed to protect this ch- little girl from something. From Black Mask. I don't know. Like, I have no idea what the fuck <laughs> Oh, is so at. this is Logan. I've heard about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. All right. We, we go, we're going back to triple zero for everybody. I'm going to turn mine up a little bit because I, I there's some there's some voice things and some stuff in here that I like. So, All also, right, ready, Kyle? Before we even get into it. This this very first frame here looks pretty good. Got, it like, looks like Harley Quinn. Like, are we already stopped before we start? Basically, we're we're triple zero. But I like all the neon colors coming off of the. Like, I'm, but it looks like Harley Quinn is walking with the little girl, and the little girl has Yoda. Oh God, it's Baby Yoda! <laughs> it's fucking Baby Yoda. Does that not look like Baby Yoda to you? It kind of does. <laughs> There's Baby Yoda. <laughs> baby Yoda shows up in everything now. I have no idea what the hell is going on in the Disney is brilliant. <laughs> Why is there Baby Yoda? Like I thought the Mandalorian was supposed to take place in between Return of the Jedi and uh uh. The Force Awakens. No, is it, that actually, not? It, it actually takes place between uh, Birds of Prey and Watermelon 84. <laughs> that looks like Baby Yoda. I see the ears. I see the round head. <laughs> well, this one, this one off the rails extra fast. Like, Kyle, come on. Like, look at that. <laughs> I'm not that disagreeing. Is, that is That's a baby alien right there. <laughs> And by God, right. I want to make merchandise out of it. Oh my God! All right, we got to get back. We 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 stopped before we started, so we're still at triple zero, right, Kyle? Yeah. All right, let's do this. All right, we can resume in three, two, one, go. Walking around with Baby Yoda. It's like a monastery or something, right there. I have no idea what that is. Oh, wait, stop. We're at the face of the Joker. <laughs> like the painting. So that kind of looks like Jared Leto Joker. So I'm curious if they get rid of this because Jared Leto Joker is not going to appear in this film. I am in favor of them just writing out Jared Leto's Joker and pretending it never happened. <laughs> kind of looks like Jared Leto Joker. Like I know there's going to be like a scene at the beginning of the film 
that shows like the Jared Leto Joker, but that's not Jared Leto Joker. Like that's not let's like like it's like uh, a body ex- double. Yeah, like an extra body double dressed to resemble him. Ah, uh, I see. So like it's interesting to see that she why she why she x out his eye though. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I, I would say maybe maybe he lost an eye somehow, but that would be kind of a weird detail. She, she knifed him in the tooth and in the head. <laughs> the point is, she is not a fan of him. At she, this point. But she, you know has, that- she has joined the greater fan base in Hayden Jared Leto's Joker. Oh my god, I wish at the end of this movie it was Joaquin Phoenix rolling up. <laughs> he just rolls up. It's like, what's up? I'm out of the asylum. <laughs> he just rolls out of there. He's like, hey, I saw you were driving with Baby Yoda. What's going on? I heard you broke up with my twin brother. <laughs> Grab Baby Yoda, get in the back of the car. <laughs> Joker and Baby Yoda just start hitting the town, <laughs> hitting, the, hitting the clubs. They go to the casino, drop drop a G bar. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not high. Okay, we promise. All right, are we back. We're at twenty one, aren't we? Yeah. All right. All right. Hit and play in three, two, one, go. Stop! What in the mother f is going on here? That's a that's a big old flame. This is what happens when you get a big old pile of money and you just want to burn it to the ground. Because it's not about money; it's about sending a message. Yeah. So I assume that this is uh, Montoya walking towards this. I think so. Have uh, have they said what city this takes place in? Is this Gotham? I think it's supposed to be Gotham. Okay. Because Black Mask operates out of Gotham, but where's Batman? <laughs> Uh, he he is currently over at a lighthouse in black and white colors with Willem Dafoe. It's fine. Oh, he's he's hanging out with Aquaman, Aquaman's, talking to fish. Aquaman's friend, yeah, whatever the hell his name was. <laughs> I'm assuming this is Gotham City, but like, what's going on here? Is this like a prison that's on fire, a factory that's on fire? Uh, I see like the. The top center portion of the screen. Apparently, there's like a big skyscraper there or something. So, you would think after nine eleven they would stop burning buildings <laughs> or skyscrapers. You would think, but now these these people gotta be out here causing trouble. Now, I don't notice anything. Like I was looking at the license plate to see if there was like any clues to what city it is, but I can't tell, and I can't tell them that police. Yeah, that's Gotham City or not either. So, yeah, like there is a like a symbol there, but it's too far away to get a good view of it. Nope. All right, I'm ready to go. All right, so we are at 23 seconds. I was at 24, but it's all good. Okay. So we're we're roughly the same spot. Yeah, we'll resume in three, two, one, go. Renee Montoya. Who's the chick? Who's that chick that looks like that? Black Mask. How are you going to stop? We're at 34. Yes. I'm so happy that they're including the hyenas. 
It's such a good throwback to horror these early days. Like, holy shit. <laughs> it looks like they got actual hyenas. These don't look CGI'd. Kathy Yan is like, you know what? We know it's going to make a bu- this million, a billion dollars casting real hyenas. But Kathy, don't you think that's going to like endanger the cast members? Do it. Do it. Just by, do it. By the way, is that Joss Whedon standing behind Harley? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle has no fucks given today. Nope. He's like, I got I to gotta work on Thanksgiving. I hate, sh- I hate the public. <laughs> yeah is that joss whedon or is that dr phil <laughs> the world may never know i mean we'll find out hopefully when this movie comes out but hyenas i'm so happy but look at her like her outfit it looks like she just got done singing it like a, a honky tonk <laughs> down at the country <laughs> club she's like yeah where, where, where are you coming from tonight you know the honky tonk the honky tonk rodeo what is a honky tonk I would look into that, but I don't want to enter that into a Google search bar. <laughs> I'm afraid of what would come up. Uh, all right, we good to go on this. We're happy that hyenas are happening for sure. 100%. And right. they look so good. Like, remember the hyenas and Batman Beyond Return of the Joker and Batman Beyond? Like, awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm very excited about this inclusion. Uh, so we are at 34 seconds. Resuming in three Two, one, go. I love you, McGregor's look. A hundred percent. And well, hold up, stop. Thirty-nine. She's literally eating Twizzlers with a hyena. With a hyena. And That's... if you notice on her shirt, it says Quinn on it. You what if this? What if this took place in Catwoman's apartment from Batman Returns? Yo, now we're talking. Flashback Friday, throwback Thursday. <laughs> Hashtag, oh, man, this, this definitely is a it's a whole new level of crazy going on right now. Like, yeah, she's literally eating Twizzlers with the hyena. I dig it. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> All right, we're at 39 seconds. Pressing that play button in three, two. One, go. Who are you guys? Action sequence. Who the heck are you? Stop. Black mask. We're at. What are you at? Forty nine seconds. Forty eight seconds. The the one of him like crying or something. Yeah, I'm right there too. Yeah. Like, like the fact that we're getting Ewan McGregor as Black Mask, and there's potential that if this movie works out, we're gonna get him this. We're going to get to see him get punched in the face by Batman. <laughs> Can I just say that Ewan McGregor is easily one of my favorite actors, period. And I'm, I'm so happy that we have him in this movie. And he's going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi again. And he's going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi again. <laughs> yes. But do you think there's some uh, symbolism going on in the background? That there's a black mask. That seems almost too tone in cheek to not. Then I mean something like, you're like, oh my god, we have the character known but as. But there looks Black. like some B- BDSM going on in the background too. Look, BDSM looks like it looks like a like one of those black masks that you know we saw in Pulp Fiction. Don't worry, and Jesse, then it's it's just gonna be Catwoman's whip. It's fine. Interesting. It's like 
So we have the character known as Black Mask standing in front of a mural of a character wearing a black mask. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Black Mana comes around. Bam, I, bam, bam. I got the best Black Mask ever. Black Mask gang, let's go. <laughs> um, But yeah, his voice is amazing too. Like, like I remember seeing uh, what's that movie where the, the animated film that Black Mask is in? Is it Assault Arkham or Red Hood? No, uh, I think it might. Been, I think it might have been Red Hood. But like, then, I wasn't a fan. Then, of, like, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it, but then like, it's it's real that there's another character involved. Um, I'm not. I've never. I was never like a fan of his voice because like screams, but because like like the character like Black Mask is a screamer. But like when you when you don't do it correctly and you don't do it right, like it's definitely an issue. But then here we go again, and we like he like has such a good voice for this. So I'm a huge fan of this. We're at 49. Like the only issue that I have with this trailer is like there's no like discernible. There's no, like nothing that pops out at us that we're used to seeing like in one of these DC films, like Wonder Woman. There was that awesome beach sequence that we could talk about. Like this is just a bunch of like cut up stuff. Yes, I know it's a trailer. It's a, it's a fucking trailer, man. This is just supposed to show you a bunch of different stuff at a high rate of speed. Yeah, I get that. But I don't know what's going on right now. No, Justin, you don't understand. This is supposed to be a two-minute short film. So, <laughs> like, I don't know what the this movie's supposed to be about. And I'm okay with that. It's, a, it's the first trailer. And I'm hoping that second when that second trailer comes around, like, we get, you know, <laughs> like, more definitive of, like, what is going on here. But, like, it's literally, like, it's just from one sequence to the next sequence to the next sequence. So, let's get out of here from 49 seconds. All right. Press and play in three, two, one, go. I love it when he yells, you need me. And then all we all of a sudden we get Marilyn Monroe, Harley Quinn. <laughs> right. Like, there's stuff happening, but I don't know if I can comment on it. No, neither can I. And then, like, she shoots this... Is she, like, break, is she breaking into Arkham there? Yeah, maybe. Is that what I'm looking at? More hyenas. I'm just disappointed I didn't get to see Black Mask Black Mask. Oh, it's 100% going to happen by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried that it's going to be too close to the end of the movie for us to, to get a good taste of it, you know? <laughs> bitch. So I know we were supposed to be, like, pausing scenes, but, like, there's just stuff happening with, like, no context. Right. Like, random action sequences. It's like, oh, now she's here kicking that guy. Oh, now she's over here but shooting that guy. It's like, okay. And like she's she's on the back of this car. Like there there's nothing of once there's nothing that like pops out to me as I'm watching this. It was like, oh, we got to dissect this part of it. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't think I hear the movie's great. I don't think it's bad. I hear the movie's great. I mean, I will say, if you go to 58 seconds, 
there's a strange sequence where she and the one girl are like walking into a, a circus or something. A fun house. It's called Booby Trap. But it looks like it looks like, like something out of Tim Burton's Nightmare Before I was Christmas. Say, this looks so bizarre that it almost feels like a dream sequence. You know. And like, like, why is she going in here? What's this have to do with anything? Like, it especially feels like that because if you look around, there's just nothing there. Like, it's it's a fun house in a black void. <laughs> it's so unnatural. Like oh. I said, like, I have no – like, I'm not saying that this trailer is great. I'm not saying it's – I'm not saying it's bad either. It's serviceable. It's good. I'm excited to see it. But it, there was nothing about this trailer. And, you know, like, when we were looking at it at the beginning in October, I was like – Kyle, can we break this down? He's like, I don't know. I, I will admit that since it's come out in October, I've actually grown to like this trailer more. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd say it's a, like a, a great trailer, but it's it's serviceable. Yeah, for sure, it's a gr- it's a it's a good trailer. I'm not gonna say it's a great trailer. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say it's a great trailer because I don't think it's a great trailer. I think it's a good trailer. It's a good thing. Kind of like we get to see. You know, the different characters, you know, we get to see where Harley Quinn is after Suicide Squad. But, you know, with that being said, it's just like it's just a bunch of different scenes thrown against the wall. And it's like, what's going to stick here? And I know they did a bunch of reshoots. So I'm, I'm assuming that Kathy Ann didn't really have much to say in regards to how this trailer was, you know, put together. So, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this film is bad by any means whatsoever, because I'm hearing good things. So, right for sure, for sure. So one more time, I'm down for another playthrough of it. All right, back to triple zero. Back to triple zero, and we'll hit that play button in three, two, one, go. Like, what's weird is we usually break things down this down for like an hour. Like, I've li- we've literally done like Batman vs Superman trailer breakdowns, Wonder Woman br- trailer <laughs> breakdowns that last like an hour and a half of just the breakdowns. But again, like that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I I, I do enjoy most of what we've seen here. And it definitely has like a very indie movie vibe to it, which mm-hmm. which I'm down for. I just wish there was more clarity. Like, there this was more there was more of a narrative to what's going on. Because we get to see a bunch of different characters, and like you don't know who, like if you're just a casual fan, you don't know other than Harley Quinn, you don't know who these people are. Right. Like I actually hope in the next trailer we get very little Harley Quinn and a lot more focus on the other members of the Birds. And they like they give their names just for the people. Here's Black Mask. You know. Here's you know. Here's this person. Here's that person. Like don't get me wrong. I I like Harley Quinn, but I want I want to see the other characters get some love too. Mm Mm-hmm. A literal dumpster fire. That's nice. How are you focus? How are you feeling about the humor we've seen out of this so far? It's good. I don't dislike it. Like I'm, I'm just worried that they might lean into it too heavily in the full movie, and it will take away from whatever dramatic tension that may have been built up or, or whatnot. I pull the old Disney Rue. 
Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous something of something something. <laughs> something something Harley Quinn. The Fantabulous Emancipation of the one and only Harley Quinn. Yeah, so. that's a very indie movie title right there. Yes. <laughs> so if I were to grade this trailer, I'd give it a B. C plus B minus. Yeah, I'm I'm right there. I think I think I would go with a B minus. C plus B minus. Like what we saw was good, and it makes me want to see more. But I think there should have been much more clarity. Yeah, that I'm kind of just left like going, "Who is this? What? What's this? What's going on?" Like you know how that final Star Wars trailer, like, wow, like it felt like. Like, you knew kind of, like, what the story, what the plot was. You know, like, this is what's going on. We see Ray training. We see um, her fighting. Um, you know, like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, and, like, C-3PO is, like, I'm seeing my friends for the last time and everything. So, kind of, like, all right, this is going to be, and, like, you see, you know, this is the final saga it, like you, you know what I'm saying. Like there's, there's can, a lot of like, emotions behind what's going on. Yeah, there's a lot of emotions going on. Like you can, um, you know, like kind of like what's going on and this, like what they're trying to convey. You know, so I'm like, it's good, but it's not like it didn't. The Birds of Prey trailer didn't blow my socks off. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I need to get my tickets right now. Like obviously, when we go see the film, you know, opening day. Love the characters, love Margot Robbie, love Ewan McGregor, definitely going to go see it, but mm-hmm. they could have been much more, so. I'm I'm in the same boat. And Which I, is rare. We never agree with <laughs> <the same>. Right? <laughs> but no, uh, with, there's still enough time to get out another trailer, so I'll be curious to see how they go about with that trailer. Like, are they going to just lay out the whole story? Are they going to keep it vague and kind of similar to this trailer? I, I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. Would, for me personally, I would much rather them give a little bit more like this is what's going on. Like I know at the beginning of the, of the trailer, like we see that joke that Joker and Harley Quinn are broken up. And like, that was literally the only information we got about like what's going on. <laughs> like she's no longer with Joker, but she is much more independent, much more of that. But that's it. Like we're not getting like who are these characters? How do these characters play in this world? So I know it's a trailer and, you know, but I just, <laughs> you know, we do this so many times. We break down trailers. We watch trailers so much. Uh, it just doesn't. It's not. Like, nothing about that trailer really clues you in as to why it's called Birds of Prey. You're just like, oh, it's the Harley Quinn movie. Right. <laughs> so. I mean, it is what it is, so I'm not mad. Yep. So, I think that's going to be it. Two, two, uh. Two episodes in a week? What? Say what? It's been a long time since we've done that. So make sure that you are following us on our social medias. You can follow me on Twitter at Batman Channel. Make, make sure that you follow Tom at Batman Slap as he travels the country and plays his music. Make sure that you're following Kyle at Looting Kyle Mixer. <laughs> um, and you can make sure that you're following us on our Facebook page at Shannon on Batman Podcast. Um, this is 
been episode 145. We're getting close to 150. We probably should do something for 150. Let's get planning. So we'll do something for 150. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for doing that. We're going to get, we're definitely feels much better getting, you know, episodes in the can, making sure that we're doing our job due diligence. It just gets so busy for both of us during the week and we both work opposite shifts. So, but we made sure that we were going to do at least two this week. Hell, there might be an, even another one this weekend. So, um, with that being said, uh, hope that you had a happy Thanksgiving and you were able to spend time with your family. And that is it. Peace.